Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Right now we're in a series called I Love My Church. And this last week we did our first ever draft weekend when we encouraged you guys to join the team. And we had such a great response from you and we're so excited for those that took the step to join the Crossroads team. Well, right now Pastor Chuck is gonna go into some more detail about how you can find your purpose at church. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I am so excited we get to be together, and Tracy and I are here uh, in this moment, and we have been talking and just had our weekend message on why we love Crossroads, and we love Crossroads for lots of reasons, and so our whole series is called I Love My Church, and uh, I love my church because I can be real, and I think that is so true at Crossroads, we can be real. I love my church because you know what else, though, is I'm challenged to grow, which we never, ever want to just be stuck. Stagnant. As a matter of fact, one of the things that just is even on my mind right now is in the kingdom of God, either a church is growing or dying. You're doing one or the other. By the way, as a Christian, we're either growing or we're actually uh, in a stagnant, complacent place that Jesus even ends up calling lukewarm, which is scary. Uh, so we always want to be growing and progressing, not to earn God's love, but because we're healthy, because we're healthy. Then here's one of the ways we grow is by finding our purpose. And so what we're talking about now is I love Crossroads because it helps me find my purpose. Uh, and all of us have a unique purpose, but everybody also shares in five purposes together. Uh, five purpose, if you're a Christian, there are five purposes for your life you're going to fulfill in one way or another. So here's what's kind of cool. Um, there's a person in my life I love, their family. I care about them, uh, pray for them all the time. They don't know Jesus. But here's here's wild. The one book they would read, are you ready for what it was? The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. They read it cover to cover. Uh, they were so intrigued by it. They had so many questions because it really, like, they thought, okay, is this the purpose someone has? And, and they actually thought Rick Warren might be right that that's our purpose, which is interesting uh, because this person actually, isn't sure uh, the God of the Bible is the God that's out there. And so it was just so cool to know how that captivated them. So what were the five purposes Rick Warren shared? Because that was in our message. Um, and by the way, if you don't know about this, uh, Rick, who's one of my favorite pastors, just took basic Christian 101 and put it in a book. So you know what? This is like a book that every new believer ought to get. So it's like a new believer study. Uh, and so what does a new believer need to know about their purpose on earth? Uh, one is your purpose is to worship God. So the first of the five purposes is you are made to worship God. And so we are told in Romans 12, 1, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So here the bottom line is, is we are to be living out a spiritual service of worship to God, and we're to be worshiping God, and there's lots of ways we do that. We worship God by praise, that's singing praises to God, by giving our, our gifts to God, money, our tithes and offerings, by, by serving God with the spiritual gift he gave us, so we use our energy, uh, and so we just use our time, talent, and treasure to worship God. And everything that was within us is to worship the Lord. And so we want to be that way. So, hey, if you were here, we have a way to help you worship God this week and beyond. Uh, our interns got together and put together an incredible playlist of the best worship songs. You can go on our app and get that playlist. And my challenge is this. Hey, this week, take time every single day 
to play at least two of those songs or two of any worship songs you have and sing along with them and worship God. Um, I'm going to do that in my car, and I don't care what I look like doing it. Uh, and by the way, one reason I'm doing it in my car is because I can't sing very well, but the Bible says make a joyful noise. It doesn't say make a perfect song or sing with beauty. It says just make a joyful noise, and I'm going to do that for God, and God's going to love it. Tracy, do you like singing in your car? <laughs> I do. I sing um, like you. I wouldn't say that other people find my joyful noise bearable, but I do it in my car all the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Do you ever worship in your car? I do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever think you look funny when you're doing it? <laughs> I'm sure I look funny when I'm doing it, yes. Yeah. I actually think it's cool to look funny when you do it. <laughs> I think, you know what, at least we entertain people, you know, when we're mm-hmm. in a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. So, so do that. You're made to worship God. Lots of ways to worship God, but let's all praise God this week extra and get ready to have God's presence on you. The Bible says that we enter his presence with praise. And so the first purpose is to worship God and you experience his presence that way. Second one, number two, your purpose is to be a part of God's family. And I'm gonna even say this, a participating part of God's family. The one word that might describe that the best is your fellowshipping. Uh, you're in the fellowship, you're in the family, and you're fellowshipping, and you're a part of it. And um, that's easy for me to do at Crossroads because I love our church, and I love getting together to fellowship. Uh, and we talked about Romans 12.10, that we're to be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. So believe it or not, while we're supposed to love everybody, the Bible says you should give preference, even over family, to your church. Uh, not because you don't love your family or love others, but you should love your church family. And so uh, we love the church family we have here. Uh, we love uh, everybody uh, in our church. Uh, there's one guy in our church I really, really love. I love everybody. Get ready for this. His name is Abundio. Abundio is like, does that a cool name or what? And the reason I think that name is so cool too is if you ever get to meet Abundio, and Tracy, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, joyous caring, loving. He has a smile like you can't believe. Uh, He hugs better than maybe anybody. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he loves Jesus and he's a servant. I mean, he's on our facilities team. And and like if Abundio sees you doing his job, he runs over and is like, no, 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 no. His job is worship to God. But he is just like, you can't get around Abundio and not be happy. Yeah. And do you remember he just got in a horrible car accident? Mm Mm-hmm. And he came to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, he came to work the next day because he couldn't not yeah. serve here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we would have let him not come to work. <laughs> um, but he came in happy. Yeah. You know, wasn't that wild? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're like, are you okay? okay. He's just smiling and laughing mm-hmm. and trusting in God. And 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 he's not the only one. But man, I love people in our church family and, and just love sharing life with them, which is just really, really cool and fun. So that's number two, is that we should be a part of the fellowship. Uh, number three. Number three, uh, your purpose is to be like Christ. So your purpose is to be like Christ. And so uh, I, I want to say we need to emphasize that more, is that if I love Jesus, I want to be like Jesus. Uh, a definition of a disciple in Matthew chapter 10 is this, that a disciple is not above his teacher, but it is enough that a disciple is like his teacher. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, that's what Jesus said. It's, it, there's, it's enough. Your life will have incredible peace. Your life will have incredible joy if you're like your teacher. And so being like your teacher is what we need to do. And so one of the great dreams we have is for every one of us to live that out. And so I actually am a fan of the what would Jesus do movement. Some people aren't, and that's okay if you're not. Um, but I like to ask that question. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? 
what would Jesus feel? Um, what would Jesus uh, uh, pray for? And, and you just start doing what Jesus would do in the moment, and you start experiencing Jesus like you can't imagine. But one of the cool things is people will start to see a change in me and a change in you, and they're going to start to get a picture of Jesus that's real. Um, and the church ought to always carry that picture. We ought to always be those kind of people. Um, I had a, a wonderful uh, a thing happen to me personally where I feel like I was like Jesus. Uh, Tracy knows about this. But uh, a woman who I, I, I just love this woman, her name's Tony. She's our dog groomer, and she does the amazing work grooming dogs. Uh, but how I found her is we were living uh, out in Sycamore Creek, and I saw her trailer there, and I thought, oh my gosh, I need someone to groom our dogs. So I walked over, and what I didn't know is she, she, her assistant hadn't showed up. Uh, things weren't going good. She had so much business she couldn't handle it, which would almost seem like a good problem, but for her it was like overwhelming. And I walk up to her and say, can you groom my dogs? And she said, I don't even remember this, she said she was so rude to me. She was so rude. And I stood there, and I was nice back, and she said she was, you know, all rude and mean, and I wouldn't, I would just kept being nice to her, so she thought she had to groom my dogs. And so she groomed our dogs three times, and then someone told her who I was. And when she realized, oh my gosh, that's Pastor Chuck from Crossroads, she freaked out like, I... I'm mean to Pastor Chuck, like he's a pastor and I've been mean to him. But here's what she told me, but I was always nice back to her. And I thought, I don't even remember that, but I know this, that's what I would want to do. That's what I want to want to be. I want to be like Jesus. Jesus never reviled in return, the Bible says. Um, I, he didn't threaten people. And, and so in that moment, I just feel like maybe the Holy Spirit was there because that became a big reason why she not only moved closer to the Lord, but she also now is a member of our Crossroads family. And by the way, she's one of the best dog groomers ever. And, and, and I just think, Lord, thank you, because maybe someone saw a little bit of Jesus and how I'm acting and I'm becoming more like him which I really think is cool. Uh, Tracy, I think you're a pretty Christ-like person. Have I ever told you that? No, but thank you. So, yeah, I really think you are. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Tracy has told me that she has an anger problem. Um, <laughs> I have never seen it before, so I think that might be a sign of your Christ-likeness. Mm, thank you, yeah. Okay, you're not going to say anything. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so number that that's the third one, is to be like Christ. Number four, your purpose is to serve God and serve others. If... If I'm going to be like Jesus, Jesus said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And then he, he said, I've given you an example that you and I would live that way. And so what you and I need to do is we need to find a way to serve other people in every way we possibly can. Now, this is super important. If you're a Christian, God gave you a spiritual gift. The spiritual gift was a gift from God to you to go out and serve others. But this probably won't surprise you. Um, I've read two different studies recently, uh, and they said this, that people who are selfless and serving are happier than those who are not. And I think everybody here knows that's true. So you know what? You're actually doing yourself a favor, but you're actually even more important. You're fulfilling a responsibility to Jesus when you actually serve. And so I want to say you got to find what your gift is. And uh, I love Crossroads because we have a way, based on your gift, to plug you into a place of using your gift. And uh, so all of you who are doing that, praise God for you. Uh, those of you who are not, um, you know what? We'll get you the spiritual gift test. You just email me, Chuck, at CrossroadsChurch.com, and we'll send it to you. And then the best thing to do is go to Next Step, uh, our next four Next Step classes, and we'll help you find a place to use your gift. And never, ever say these words, I don't have time. I can promise you, if God gave you the gift, he gave you the time to use it. 
Uh, so you may be using your time in a, not a good way. And uh, that gets to one of our things we love about Crossroads. We challenge people to grow. <laughs> but I'm going to challenge you on that. So number five, number five, your purpose is to fulfill the Great Commission. Your purpose is to fulfill the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is found in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, where Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples. Every one of us who are believers ought to be out making other believers, making other disciples. And go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that is one of the most important things that we could ever do is we need to go out and we need to, to be a part of seeing people come to know Jesus and follow Jesus and be disciples of Jesus. And everybody ought to be reproducing in that way. And, and not everyone you try to, to share with is going to actually care enough to listen. But let me ask you to do this. You need to care enough to share. Even if they're not going to care enough to listen, you should care enough to share. And, uh, you know, without apology, uh, there are people in my life who I love and I just want them to come to know Jesus. I'm going to love them if they don't, but I want to say this. I, I'm not even embarrassed to say, I'm not embarrassed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of it, like Paul said. And I want people to come to know the Lord. And uh, I hope that they would even know that. Um, I was talking with another family member who's not a Christian and and I got pretty emotional. I said, you know, I, I share with you quite a bit and and I really want you to come to know Jesus. And I, I got shocked. Um, this it was a man, and he started to get really emotional, teary-eyed, didn't cry, but tears in his eyes. And he said, Chuck, if you didn't share with me, I would know you don't care. And I thought, you know what? Uh, that's so true. By the way, let me say this. If you're not sharing with someone who doesn't know Jesus, do you care? Do you really care? You could say you do, but I'm going to ask, do you really care? And, and maybe you ought to say, Lord, help me love them more. Help me love them enough that I would want to share with them. Maybe that ought to be the prayer you pray. So that are five purposes, and I'm going to ask you to pray about someone you could share Christ with this week. Uh, so that's your homework assignment we've been talking about. At least pray for them. And I'm going to ask, say this, pray, and if they're in our area, invite them to come to church this week. Make this the week you do the invite. Anyway, uh, looking forward to being with you next time. God bless you guys, and uh, can't wait till we get together again. Thanks for joining us for What's Up with Pastor Chuck. If you have any questions or you'd like us to focus on a specific topic on the podcast, feel free to email Pastor Chuck at chuck at crosswordschurch.com.